Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is episode 23. I'm here with Aaron Jarbell. What's up? Thanks for having me, man. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for doing the podcast. We are uh, in his apartment in, what's this, West Hollywood? Yeah. West Hollywood. I didn't even didn't even run into any gay people. I'm disappointed. Um, I'm technically on in the Hollywood side. Like, if you look off my balcony and you look across the streets, uh, that is that's technically West Hollywood. So um, I'm, I'm one one two houses over from being full fledged uh, West Hollywood. Um, yeah, but gay, know, gay people could walk. They they do walk. They are in way better shape than, than I. Some <laughs> of the most jacked dudes I've ever seen in my life are gay dudes, and uh, good for them. I I. Uh, I, I I would if I ever got a trainer, I uh, would make sure it was a gay dude because they <laughs> they got some of the best bodies. Absolutely. So we met outside of Flappers in Burbank on like kind of like on accident. We were just leaving at the same time. It was very random. Yeah. Um, well, I guess for, for for listeners to the to describe like the Flappers open mic scene. Oh yeah. Um, it's when you're on stage you're performing basically to a lot of people like a lot of people's backs because they're all sitting at the bar and the bar doesn't face the stage so you're just looking at at backs of people and i was one of those people uh with my back to the stage and i was waiting to get called and and you had gone up and i um also just to to note at, at most open mics is a lot of people trying comedy for the first time most of them aren't very good and, you know, I, I was experiencing you know that for for the you know the two hours that you're there waiting to get your name called or hoping to get your name called and you went up and it, you actually had a really good set and i kind of earmarked oh, you know this kid was funny and um then after the show and i never got called by the way and so, I <laughs> so you know i'm sitting at the bar drinking my, my gin and tonic or whatever and then i see you out in the parking lot and i was like hey man that was a really funny set and you were like thanks did you go up and i said no and um yeah i mean just we uh, you were like do you have an instagram or whatever we yeah, call yeah, and yeah we started yeah. following each other on instagram it was nuts because I, I hopped in the car and like i looked down and like your Instagram page has what, like, one hundred fifty thousand followers on it. Past one hundred fifty thousand this morning, yeah. And I was like, damn, what the fuck? This guy's mad followers. It's a uh, stupid resumes at stupid resumes. Um, and it was funny because, like, when I checked it out, it's like, wow, like a bunch of people that I actually know fucking follow this guy just randomly. Um, and so I full, I fully expected. I was like, yeah, he'll unfollow me tomorrow. Yeah, and I and I do I usually do that um, <laughs> not to be shitty, but like if, if I find if like they're not po- if like whoever I follow isn't posting or putting out like consistent content that I enjoy, um, I you know I will unfollow them a, a couple couple of days later. Um, and I happen to notice that you were like, consistently posting stories of like you were going up every single night at, at open mics, and I was like I really admire this kid's hustle. Like he's. You know, I wish I could get up that many times uh, <laughs> here in LA. I don't know, it's different OC, and maybe we can get into that in a second. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, um, you know, I, I uh, what are you, 23? 22, 23 this year. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, kind of was like, you know, I, I admire this kid's hustle. He's kind of like, he reminded me of myself when I was your age, and I mean, I'm a little bit older than you now. But, um, you know, I was like, I'm going to keep following this kid, keep watching his his rise, and I think he's going to be he's going to be a big star one day. And uh, so that's why I did unfollow you. Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. It's funny though because I also we also follow each other with your personal account too, and like I'll notice sometimes like when I post a story that like you'll view it with like both accounts. I'm like, damn, this guy's always on Instagram. Well, yeah, I mean that's kind of, that's mostly my job right now. But I, um, yeah, I mean you know you, when you go up to the the story and you just watch them and then kind of you're flipping through and you see you see the same stuff. And you follow if you follow somebody from both of your accounts, you see it twice. Yeah. Um, do I watch it all the way through the second time? No. No. But, <laughs> uh, but 
what it does is you get to see that uh, you know I viewed it down at the bottom, and if that uh, puts a smile on your face, then you know where 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 it puts it puts a smile on my face. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so I'm ha- I'm happy to continue to uh, to follow you, and I, I've uh, very much enjoyed watching watching you grind it out, and, and uh, I admire admire your hustle. Thank you, thank you. So how did you that that stupid resumes page? How did you grow it into like how did that start? Oh, cool. It's, yeah, that's a that's a story for sure. I I was working in an office at the time. I started in 2015, and um, the the job that I had was I, I saw a lot of resumes come through, and um, what I was doing at work, like I was like the guy in my office. I would take uh, I had like a red sharpie. Anytime I saw like a resume that was like really bad. I would just like, I would take the red Sharpie and I'd like maybe circle the thing that was like dumb about it and maybe like write some kind of commentary next to it. And after like a few weeks or so of doing this, I had like a big stack of just horrible, horrible resumes on, on my, this little um, uh, thing in my, on my desk. And a lot of my coworkers would like pop in my office and they would like stop and like see what new additions I'd make. And it was like, it was the funniest thing that I was like making everybody in my office laugh with these. And uh, so I bought the the website to stupidresumes.com I was like I'm gonna put po- like blur out the names and I'm gonna big post these because it's like it doesn't make everybody <laughs> in my office laugh I think I'm gonna make the internet laugh and this was before this was probably like 2010 before anyone was really using Instagram as like a comedy platform right and so then I never did anything with that website I just kind of couldn't figure out the mechanics of um, you know posting people's resumes I just didn't even try honestly that's that's the truth <laughs> of it. I, I I did it and I totally forgot about it and then. Um, you know, Instagram came around and it wasn't just for like, uh, bikini pictures and, and Justin Bieber anymore. It was like, people were using it for, for comedy. Um, people like the, the fat Jewish and fuck Jerry and those guys. And, and, um, all I was thinking was like, I'd really like to have something end up on one, one of those guys' page. Like that would be like a huge thing for me because I know all my friends follow them. So I was like trying to make funny tweets or like do posts, like make memes and send them to those guys and hope that they would post them. It's just so I can tell my friends that I made it on the yeah. pages and it never even occurred to me to like do it myself. And then like one day I, I uh, it just kind of hit me and I was like, Oh, I should start. I should just take pictures of these resumes and post them on Instagram. So I started, I checked to see if that handle was available. I got it. And I think my first like two or 3000 followers came from me po- just posting um, bad resumes. Um, so how did you how did you grow into those couple thousand? Was it just like networking or like hashtags? Or? It was. I think it was hashtags uh, for the. Mo- it wasn't networking because I was I was actually really um, scared is the wrong word, but I, I didn't want anyone to know it was me because I didn't want to like lose my job or anything. Uh, you still I, worked there? No, no. Well, oh, I, okay. at, at the time I did, um, and I didn't want them to be like, "Hey, man, you can be posted." People are like, um, you know, applying for jobs in our company. You can be posting a resume. <laughs> well, we would never hire these people, anyways. Um, there was even like a certain point that I was like, you know, it's hard. It's hard to find resumes that are so bad that you uh, can make fun of them. And so what I would start doing was getting on Craigslist and pu- putting like fake job postings up to try to like bait crappy people to uh, apply. And then I would uh, have the resume. It took so long, just so much effort and work uh, to to put in to find a resume that was bad enough to make fun of that I like. I don't know, when, I, when I first started out, I, someone was like, hey, you got to post three times a day. And I, it was hard to find three resumes a day to make fun of. So I still wanted to follow that guide of like posting three times a day. So I wanted to post something like work-related so it would still kind of fit the theme of the page. And I posted some other accounts, like a meme that they made about, uh, I don't know, something work-related. And that got a lot of likes. And so I was doing like resume 
resume, resume, meme, resume, resume, meme, and then I couldn't find resumes, which is like meme, 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 and those were actually doing better than the resumes were. So I just decided to kind of turn the entire um, page into like this uh, niche of um, all work-related humor is like that's what my page is going to be about. Yeah, and it, it I cornered that market. I'm the biggest um, like work-related humor account on Instagram. And um, fuck yeah. And, did you uh, ever back back when it was resumes? Did you ever like make them up? Did you ever like fake one? No, um, I, I I might have like moved some things around in Photoshop so that it was like easier to see the thing that was funny, uh, but I never I never like fudged it. Do you have an example? Yeah, there, if you go if you like scroll like maybe halfway down or something, uh, when I when I maybe like when I reached a. Um, Oh, you know, like to say an example, sure. Yeah, like do you have yeah, like, well, like under qualifications. One time, this kid put that he was like the prom king. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, why, would that help him get a, why would he get a job off of that? Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find. I mean, I can find some more in a second, but like prom um, king, dude. That's so, dude. I and, the prom was the only dance I ever went to my entire high school career. I literally, I didn't even go to the free ones, dude. I only went to prom. Did you lose your virginity at the prom? No. Because girls so like girls like think it's like some like magical fucking thing. They're like, oh my god, it's prom because that's what they've been like. I don't know. I don't know if girls go into prom thinking I'm losing my virginity. There's a whole movie about the the the, the new one with John Cena and oh, the parents. Yeah. Like the Talk whole movie is about how these girls want to get laid on prom night. It's even on their calendars like their whole high school time. That girls is, think that. That is true. I mean, I. When I was that age, I wasn't thinking that girls were thinking that. And um, yeah, no, like we're so oblivious. But looking back on it, it's like, damn, like yeah. you're too young now. But I'd be killing the game if I was in high school right now, you know? Yeah. Not that that came off fucked, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's it, it's got to be, uh, and you were there for part of it for because uh, you're younger than me. But to be in high school with social media seems like a nightmare. Like I didn't get social media until I'm. I'm the same age as Mark Zuckerberg, so when Facebook came out, uh, you know, I was uh, it was 2004. I was a sophomore in college, and so I've had it. Jesus Christ, how I've old are you? It. I'm 35. I just turned 35. Oh, damn. And um, you look like you're fucking 24. Thanks, man. Uh, I moisturize. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. If, if you're out there and you're under uh, under 25 and you're listening to this, uh, moisturize. That's, uh, that's the key. That's, uh, that's everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh. Uh, well, social media in high school. It, yeah, that would be insane to me to, to have to deal with like uh, it's a different kind of bullying and like mean like mean a meaner human being who's willing to like say stuff to you not to your face but like to really just try to hurt your feelings. Just turn it you. off. Just turn it off. I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could if you were in high school. Like that would be like all you cared about. I'm just I'm just trying to think of like what I was like in high school and how it would have been different if I had social media and I, the, everything that I could like every scenario that I can create in my head it, it did not end correctly like, I'm like that would be horrible I can't think of a good thing that could come of it but maybe I don't know I don't know uh, it was high school was fun most of the time people would just post like pictures of them doing sports and stuff and then the people who didn't do sports like wouldn't really post I don't know how it is now like my little brother he just he's 14 he's in 8th grade he has an Instagram and he just kind of he'll like post memes and stuff like that's it like, do you have more followers than you? No, he has like a hundred. Oh, there's like kids out there that just like killing it with he, followers. It was funny. My he did tell me that he's like, oh, like he's like, oh, like you're funny, but like my friend has more followers than you. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about your friend. Don't tell me that. Like, yeah, get the yeah, fuck yeah. out of here. 
Yeah, that's that's. I mean, some of the people with the most followers uh, are the people who, de- de- in my opinion, like deserve the most. Like the least talented, least funny people, like the least like they're probably horrible people too. And like I don't know. Are we and, still talking about eighth graders right now? Yeah, there are some, of the, <laughs> some of the worst people I've met in my entire life are in the eighth grade, right? Specifically, the eighth grade right now. I feel like there's no schools in LA, dude. Like I, I was up here. Like every time I come here, I feel like I've never seen a school ever. Uh, no, there's a there's a school right up the street from me right here. And then if you go down Sunset, maybe like um, a few more blocks, there's Hollywood High School, very famous. Oh, I did uh, see that. Robert Downey Jr. went there. Um, Charlie Sheen went there. Oh, great! Yeah, it's uh, great uh, across from that Chick Fil A. There's two great examples. The biggest drug addicts at one point in the world. Yeah, they um, they that's probably where it all started. I don't know for sure, but. Uh, I don't even know if they were friends in high school. I mean, I don't know anything about My fucking, my favorite high school story about celebrities is that Snoop Dogg and Cameron Diaz went to Long Beach Poly together, and that... He sold, sold her weed? Yeah, like, she was his plug. That's, she and, was his plug? No, he was he was her plug, my so bad. That wouldn't make any sense. Like, no. Uh, but wouldn't that be funny if... She also had, looks like she sells weed, too, though. Sure, but wouldn't it be so funny if, like, we, we found out today that the reason why Snoop Dogg is that, like... Um, like exemplary pothead, <laughs> like that's the only thing we know about him. The only reason he ever got that way is because Cameron Diaz sold him weed. Wouldn't that be the, the funniest version of that story? Yeah, Fiona from Shrek is the reason that Snoop Dogg exists. <laughs> he's the reason why he's a pothead. Otherwise, he was just going to be like a straight laced rapper who uh, maybe like had some some Hennessy every once in a while. But this is it's all because of her. My uh, my dad's friend actually was like Snoop Dogg's like eighth grade like math teacher. And so he told me that he was the exact same, like that he would get like trash grades and stuff. And the teacher would be like, look, like if you just do just this little bit of extra work, like you'll get extra credit and you'll like, you'll pass. Yeah. And he would just be like, nah, I'm good, man. And like, he just wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, it turned out okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, besides that time that he killed someone, but you know. Was that a thing? What? Yeah. He was on, oh, he was on yeah, trial yeah, for yeah. murder. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Um. Besides that, it's been it's, now he cooks with Martha fucking Stewart. They're yeah. both both criminals. Well, they were both on the roast of Donald Trump uh, days together, and Anthony Jeselnik um, was was also on that, and he was like, "Look at this dais. We've got uh, a pothead, a drug dealer, a rapper, a murderer, and <laughs> eight white people." And so all of those, or whatever, something like that, and all of those were about Snoop Dogg. So I, I do remember that. <laughs> but Martha Stewart, I think, was also. On Justin looks so good. Did you did you watch his new special? I did. I did. I didn't like it. Um, I'm a big Justin fan, but it's for me like it just wasn't. I didn't like how he would like suck his own dick the whole time. I've heard very mixed reviews. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his um, just in general. But I, I will. There was a lot of people on, in the comment section saying that, um, and probably you can uh, relate to this. If you are a big fan of his and you know his humor and you know his his style of joke telling. You were probably able to predict the punchline for sixty percent of the jokes on that special, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, just know, like, what's the darkest thing that he could end this with? Oh, yeah, that's what he's going to say. I think a lot of people, uh, at least in the comedy world, uh, or p- people who appreciate and, and watch a lot of comedy—not necessarily comedians—but felt that way. You know yeah. What I'm that's why that's why Daniel Tosh to me is like the greatest fucking comedian of all time because he could do the darkest of the dark just like Jessenick and then the next joke he could make would be just a soft joke about a teddy bear and it'll get the exact same amount of laughs. That's insane. Yeah, he's good. I um, 
I, I like Macintosh a lot. I uh, when I when I moved to Los Angeles in two thousand seven, I I stopped at Best Buy's when they still sold CDs, <laughs> and, and people bought them. And I was just like, I'm, this is like a four day drive for me. I'm stopping a couple of times. I just need something to listen to. Yeah. And I bought a couple of like regular CDs, and I bought two or three comedy CDs. And uh, Daniel Tosh's uh, was it what is it called? Completely serious. Serious was one of them. And uh, I I must have listened to that. 60 times between Kentucky and Los Angeles. It's so I good. I pretty much had the whole thing memorized. But yeah, he was really big when I first moved out here. I mean, that was filmed in Irvine. Yeah, that's his opening line in the, in the special. Is the, the OC, where everyone's uh, rich and white the way God intended. Yeah, he's like, my people, you know, between upper, middle, and upper. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so you didn't get up at, at Flappers that night. That's how we met in the parking lot. But so here, like Orange County, we have all this guaranteed stage time. And so every night you could get up if you wanted to. But here in L.A., like like at the Flappers, one thing that I did notice, because the same thing, you know, back's turned, like you're not really paying attention unless yeah. someone really pops. Like this guy was like, oh, like this is my first set all week, but I've been to every mic this week. This is the first time I've gotten up. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty much my that's my experience a lot in, in L.A. is um, in miking is that, you you know, you're out every single night. And, I'm, I'm you know, I get to I get to just. Dis- to tell people that I'm going to mics every single night, but do I get up every single night? No. And like, uh, you know, a lot of times you're waiting forever well, on the mics that you described in the OC, like, um, how long are you, it's guaranteed, but how long are you waiting until you have to go up? Not too long. If you get there, if you, if you sign up early, a lot of times, so there's also a lot of shows in Orange County. So like, like I'll probably do like, I'll be on like two or three shows a week. So like, I'm really only hitting not that many like mics. So when I do go, I get there early so that I can just get so up and bounce. Is it the, in the order that you sign up, the order that you go on stage? Yeah. First okay. come, first serve. Okay. So, well, what's the audience that you're performing in front of? Like, is it all just comics. Like, all comics? All comics I mean, that we all know because we're all in the scene together. We're all hitting the same mics. Like, we all know each other too. Um, in terms of your uh, growth as, as a comedian, do you... Do you find that to be helpful or like incredibly annoying to be like performing in front of only comics or like mostly on their phones, like and not really listening to you because they're thinking about what they're gonna say when they get on stage? Like you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. Like, I think you, it helps though because like when you do have a joke that like hits really well, you know that it hits really well, and then like it gives you kind of like more sense of confidence in it. Like I'm kind of I'm I'm friends with a lot of the people in the scene, so yeah. it's like it's easier because it's like when I see my friends up there, like we kind of we all just kind of pay attention, and then there's certain people that's like people just put their phones down because they're just that funny. Um, yeah, but well, I mean, I can go both ways with it for sure. I mean, it's like uh, I, I have heard people describe that as like a. Um, something that you shouldn't rely on it's more kind of like a weakness than like you know you and I are buddies right yeah so if I go to every single one of your mics and I'm the only one like laughing at your shit in the crowd because like you know I just I like you and I, I find you to be hilarious that's I'm giving you a false sense of uh, oh yeah I hardly laugh at like like unless my homie is a new joke that I haven't heard yet and it's really good right otherwise I know I well, could go up and do my homie set for him sure and I, I have there's a couple guys that I'm like with that I could do the exact same yeah. thing and uh, you know most, most of the people Monday night at the comedy store at the potluck like you know it's three minutes I've got most of your stuff down. yeah yeah and while I still laugh at it every single time um, you know it's not I don't think it's beneficial if you're traveling around with your quote unquote like comedy buddy and you guys are like, um, you know, accidentally inflating each other's ego by, by that. Most but, of the time we, re- we actually like record each other's sets. So we try like to stifle our laughter. We try not yeah, to laugh so that it doesn't come yeah, out. You don't want to be the one holding the camera up. Cackling yeah. <laughs> degree, but 
you um what i will say is good about that though is that like um like let's say you go to a mic where you, you none of your buddies are there but it is still the, the, like the open mic formula where it's the only people in the crowd are other open micers mm -hmm. um the the strength in that is that like i feel like if i can make 10 comedians laugh like 10 up-and-coming comedians or whatever you want to call them then, I should, then, then you could murder at a, like an actual crowd yeah, full of yeah. people that they're you know not comics or like came came to hear some comedy like they're they just they don't it's it's easier in that regard so that's the one strength in it is like if you're uh looking at a positive like well if you can make comics laugh you can make like a, somebody at a brainer show like yeah it'd be great um, that's that's kind of how I measure them. I think a lot of people don't like doing comedy in front of other comedians. Yeah, there's there's people that are like I don't mind either way because at the end of the day, like this is this is what I've said before. Like I don't really give a shit if I can make these comics laugh because I'm not doing it for these people. I'm it's just practice for when I get in front of the real that's, people. That's it's just, the mentality that I've had every single night. When I go in the beginning, maybe not so much, but like now, I'm like, hey, this. This is for me. Yeah. Like every night when I go, I'm like, I don't care if you're listening, you're on your phone or whatever. I'm up here because I want to be doing this. And this is for me. This is I'm practicing. I got a timing, rhythm, everything. And, you know, um, you know, it, it's just, it, it's definitely helpful with for you and it's not for, for the audience. If you bomb or you quote, we feel like you bomb, you didn't really bomb. It's just comedians playing on their phones. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's yeah. not that bad. Uh, wait, how long have you been doing comedy? Um, I started like full time. Uh, about 11 months ago. So okay, cool, 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 cool. August of, of last year. And so through this, you said through the Stupid Resumes page or through comedy uh, in general, you were able to write for a couple couple shows on Comedy Central. Is that yeah, well, so I actually like, went to school for uh, filmmaking and, and, and writing. Is Where at? Uh, Western Kentucky University. Cool, cool. I got a degree in uh, broadcast journalism with uh, kind of an emphasis on television film production. And I did a minor in um, like screenwriting and creative writing. And so I, I, I moved out here to be a writer, and, and um, you know, stand-up comedy has always been like a thing that's been like my favorite thing in the entire world. I love watching it, and uh, had always wanted to try it, but just kind of was like busy with other stuff, and it, it never um, happened. And then I, my kind of like my defining moment was when my uh, best friends got married uh, last year, and I did a speech at his wedding. I basically wrote it like a stand-up set. Yeah. And uh, it went really well. Like it, it was. Um, you know, and then that's you know, you got the context of a person that you're essentially up there roasting in front of his his wife and his, <laughs> and his um his new wife and his you know her family and plus like his family who knows all the shit about him too. So it's like really funny. And so it's like this is this is what this was like the confidence boost that I needed to go to an open mic and and try material that I've written because I had it. I just hadn't performed it anywhere. Yeah. And, have you uh, have you seen the uh, the Impractical Jokers? episode where Sal has to do uh he has to read uh he has to read a, a what why so um I mean I'm aware of it and I've watched a couple episodes but I, I think I just think it's so um you know it appeals to the to the flyovers they think that shit's hilarious but it's like not, it's pretty funny not, not, not a lot of money to be made I mean those guys are rich beyond your wildest imagination they're also stand-up comics all of them I, what I don't like about the show, if I can give it like one criticism, is how sure. like how much they like are aware that what they're doing is like a bit, and they're like laughing all the way through it. And it's like if I was on the other end of that, like, and I saw them like doing whatever their gag was, I would I would know that it's a set. There's I see the cameras, I would know it's like bullshit. Sure. Um, so I have a hard time as like as a viewer uh, buying <laughs> into it. So I couldn't imagine how much more 
obvious and stupid it would be if I was really there in real life. You know what I mean? So Some just, people don't notice that shit though. And those are the people who watch that show and think it's hilarious. <laughs> yes, I'm making fun of you. And I think I think that it's funny because what I do, what I don't watch it from the perspective of somebody watching it. I watch it from the perspective of the person getting fucked with. Because I was thinking, I would think like, what would I do? Like if I was if I was walking by and I saw that, what would I do if that was like me that they're doing it to? Because I think that that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, some I, of them, some I, of them are kind of annoying. I have, I, I will say, I haven't watched. Um episodes that I've seen and they're usually on TV when I'm like home visiting my parents uh, and they're by the way they think it's so hilarious your parents? yeah absolutely <laughs> uh, and that, that's that maybe that was the thing that like put me off on it I was like okay this is like 65 year old uh, people in Kentucky humor <laughs> and not uh, like uh, you know actual kind of comedy I don't know there's just the the episode I was talking about so there's they have the thing if you lose a couple things you have the punishment and you have to do it and so the thing that they did is they Sal had to read this speech at this guy's wedding that only the bride and groom were in on they knew about it nobody else at the this wedding knew that they didn't even know this guy and so he right. reads this speech and he's talking about it. he's like oh like Jennifer like you're beautiful like inside and out I would know. And stuff like that. Just this this crowd of people, and it's just talking about how like like he wants. To, oh, like he like he's like yeah. I remember when you guys first started dating, and I I asked you for like naked pictures of her and stuff like that. <laughs> that, that can be free. I've, I mean, they wrote that as like a joke, but I've seen people eat shit, uh, giving like their best man speech at a, a wedding, and, like saying things. I'm like, why did you think you could say that? Like, like what? You know, my buddy uh, you're here. Is, Kentucky. We're like, uh, well, I, you know, I first knew uh, they were gonna get married when uh, when Brian came to me and said, well, I, I accidentally got her pregnant, so I might as well marry her. <laughs> Shit like that. Like, dude, why did you think you could say that in front of her parents? <laughs> like, um, you know, I'm sure you got some friends and you're a funny guy, so maybe there will be a point in your life when someone asks you to uh, to give a best man speech or sure, and uh, you know, without even being told. You're gonna know what shit is off limits. Uh, ah. Past relationships are typically one. Oh uh, yeah, you don't want to bring up know, like an ex girlfriend for sure. And like uh, that one time in Vegas, you know. You know, and just that—that's pretty much it. Yeah, definitely don't talk about the bachelor party at all. That's, that's always <laughs> really taboo. But like, uh, so how was yours? <laughs> uh, I had three bachelor parties. Actually. What? Yeah. For your own wedding? Yeah, because I have I, my friends are pretty spread out in the in the country, and like the ones that are still like in K- the Kentucky Nashville area, they all like have kids. And my LA bachelor party was the weekend before the wedding, and all those guys were flying out for the wedding, so they couldn't come two weekends in a row because they got right. Shit. So they were like, "What if uh, you know a couple weeks from this, we flew you to Nashville, and we had you had like a Kentucky bachelor party here, and we went to, we went to Nashville." And, um, and then I had some other friends down in Austin, so I, that was like one weekend that they couldn't make either of the bachelor parties, so I had kind of like a, like a four or five person bachelor party down there. Is that shit, like, is it wild, like, seeing movies, or is it like, it's like, but it's mainly just like homies kicking it? Like, what's it like? Like, where'd you, where'd you go? Dude, it was, like, honestly, it's like mostly homies kicking it, because right. like, um, we, we went to Nashville, and we were down, like, I mean, Nashville's like a really cool city. I think it's like a really popular bachelorette uh, city. It's one of the most popular places for girls to have bachelorette parties. And, um, 
you know, if that was a statistic that I'm able to find out, why wouldn't why wouldn't dudes go have their bachelor parties there? There's going to be a ton of chicks like running around yeah. bachelor parties. It seems like a lot of awful. single bachelorettes. Yeah, exactly. And so for the dudes that are on your bachelor party, that seems like a good uh, uh, you know choice for them. But um, so we got we got a hotel room like, and um, we actually got two and they're kind of an adjoining suite. And the, honestly, like, the most fun part for me was just sitting around like catching up with my my buddies that I hadn't seen. Yeah, because a lot of the people you haven't seen in, like a long time, so it's not like you're going out to like a strip club making it fucking rain. Right, it's like, like you're I just like get, oh. uh, I didn't get married since I was thirty three, and a lot of my friends have been married since they were like in their early twenties. Oh yeah. So it was fun for them to get out of the house too, and like you know, mostly for the, you know, some of your friends would say this, but like your bachelor party is for me. It's not for you. Like you're getting married, you're fine. I'm single. I need this, man. <laughs> or like, or I've been married since I was twenty two. I need this. Like I need to see. Uh, I need to, I need that strip club. Thing or like what well, I don't know. We uh, we didn't go to strip clubs at two of my uh, bachelor parties, but we there was one. We went to one my my LA bachelor party. We took that uh, that booze cruise out of Long Beach to Ensenada, Mexico. It's like a two day. You ever done that? Like no cruise booze line. Fuck that! I'll never line. get I'll never get on a boat like that. Really? Fuck that. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you know, it is what it is. It's all inclusive and what it, but it's like. What happens is like you're isolated on the boat. We mostly just gambled the entire time because as soon as you get to international waters, it's just like you're you're in a casino mostly. Really? Yeah, it's so much fun. Uh, but when we got there, we went to this really um, interesting Mexican strip club. <laughs> um, it was it was mostly for comedy. Again, it's like you know do things that you would normally do, and some pretty great material can come from it. But uh, yeah. That was it, it, it. For me, uh, it wasn't about going um, to a bunch of strip clubs or whatever because a lot of my friends are in relationships as well. So it was just uh, just a good time to see all those guys and catch up. Yeah, it's fucking dope. So from a uh, super single perspective, me is like a, is like a hall pass, like a real thing. No. So I mean, have you ever heard of that ever happening to like I mean, any of your there, homies? There's that. Uh, Owen Wilson, Jason Sudeikis movie about it. That's um, where that's where it came from for me. Yeah, and I and I think those guys are like in the movie at least they're like much much later in their relationship. And um, I mean, even if you watch it, the the logistics of it aren't uh, ideal. You know, you're <laughs> like, oh my my wife gave me a hall pass for the first time ever. First time in like 15, 20 years, I get to go out and pretend to be single again. But guess what? You forgot how to do it. You're a dad now. You got kids. And uh, you know you're you're just not you're not the pimp that you thought you were back when you were single. So uh, instead of hoping to get married one day and have a hall pass, my advice to you would be just like, hey, get it out of your system right now. <laughs> yeah. And and then that and then and then that regard, you won't want or crave a hall pass when you're married because you you know you, the curiosity has been satisfied. Yeah. So speak uh, like you just need game. Like there's so many people I know that have like major game, and I have like. Like zero game. Like this this is this is what happens to me. So like I like I'm on Tinder, all that stuff, whatever. But like I use it for Instagram followers. And so like chicks are like so like I'll like talk to chicks for like five minutes each, be like, hey, what's up? Blah blah blah. And then I'll be like, Oh, hold on, like follow me on Instagram and then that's it. And half of them unfollow me, but half of them stay, you know, you play the odds. Um, and um, and so like I'll go like two months without banging anyone and I'll be like, eh, I should probably get laid and then I'll fucking Go out that night and get and fuck someone, and then that's it. And then I'll go another two months, and so this. Well, so in that scenario, you just described it sounds pretty easy, right? You, you said I'll just go out and fuck someone, like it was like a they didn't even have a say in the matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like 
So like this chick that I was supposed to go out with on Sunday, whatever, we've, we matched on Tinder five months ago and we've been talking like half-assed kind of on Snapchat for five months. And so like at that point, it's like, all right, I could fuck that chick. It's been five months. But like this chick that hopped in my lift the other day, she talked about how she was moving and she stubbed her toe and this guy was like, oh, like, let me take you upstairs to my room to get you a Band-Aid. And she's like, yeah, we went into his room to get me a Band-Aid and then we fucked. Like that's like a five minute interaction. Where did that guy come from? This was like in the lobby of like her apartment building she was moving to in London. She said it was like his accent or something. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean. But that's like a five minute interaction that dude got laid. Like there's no. Was he like the best looking dude ever? Did you see him? I don't know, but she wasn't the best looking chick ever. So that's for sure. That's like when she said that, like I looked in my rear view mirror twice. I was like, wait a second. Like, did I like miss, miss evaluate you? And I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. I mean, some dudes just got game, and that some some guys are just like, hey, one day there's gonna be a girl in my lobby, and she's gonna need a band aid. That's, <laughs> that's gonna be my moment, dude. Maybe he's been, maybe he had like a really long dry spell, and that was like his, that was his thing. I don't know, but dude, like, or the same thing with like, so I've never met my biological dad. He's uh, he's a he was a professional golfer from the European circuit, straight out of Italy. Now he's the head coach of the Swiss national golf team, like the Olympics, all that shit. It's crazy that we didn't talk about that before because we have that in common. Are you serious? Yeah. What, like your dad's a golfer? Yeah, well, I t- uh, you heard my set the other night. Like my, no, 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 I've never met my biological father. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I mean, great. Uh, those of you who can't see, we just fist bumped right in front of the microphone. You might have heard it. Brotherhood. So, but what happened was my mom was working at like this golf resort in Florida. He was there for like a tournament. Like he ordered room service. She brought it up to him and then got the ultimate room service. Like, like yeah. how much game do you have to have where you just open the door and you're like hey dude like that's nice macaroni and cheese let me see your tits like how does that even how, I don't under, I can't even wrap my head around the process of how much game you have to have that's not even game that's just like awesome like I don't know how did you know how were you able to find out like who he was and where he, where he was and like that because my mom told me his name and so she tried to find him when she got pregnant couldn't because obviously Europe all that stuff it's not like he gave her his fucking address um, and then or even a phone number because he like left and, and so later on, I found him by Googling, because then he got the position as the Swiss head coach or whatever, and so like I just Googled his name and it popped up right away. And so then I emailed him, and we talked on the phone. I've never met him, but we talked like through WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, never. Is he loaded? Do you think you're gonna get a you're gonna get a big check when he when he kicks nah, it? No, I'm not. When he kicks it, no. I'm his. I guess I'm his only kid. I was hoping that'd be doped to have like like a foreign sister or something. His, uh, his, his, my, I guess my stepmom, his wife is like super fucking young and like it, hot. Like, <laughs> I mean, isn't that how most pornos start? Uh, these that's what, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, no, that's cool though. Um, you know, uh, you've never met your dad. I, I met him once. I had to get a, when I was in college, I had to get a, or I was like looking to get a passport or something, or I was going on a cruise for like a leadership conference or something and you didn't have to have a passport, but you didn't have to have a birth certificate. And so I asked my mom to mail me my birth certificate and your dad's name is on your birth certificate. Yeah. The first time I ever saw his like full name like spelled mm-hmm. out. So uh, it was like 2006-ish and I got on the internet because it existed then and tried to find out like, where he lived or anything. And I, um, I found his address. I found out where he worked. He like, owns his own, um, he's like a CPA and he owns his own accounting firm. And so I sent him uh, a letter. And I basically said like, hey, I'm about to, I'm about to graduate college. I'm gonna to move to California. And in my, I was thinking like, I'll probably, this is my last chance to like meet this guy for some closure. I'll never. Where did he live at this point? It like was, in lived, relative to you? Uh, about two hours away. Okay. And so, um, you know, I was like, I, I like the, it, it, 
no pressure if you don't give a shit, you know, kind of like just like, <laughs> wanted to meet you. Uh, and we, so he, he agreed, wrote me back. Or I put my email address on there and he emailed me and be like, and said like, you know, I'd love to meet you. And we met at uh, a, uh, oh, what's the name of that fucking restaurant? I was going to say TGI Fridays, but it wasn't a TGI Fridays, but it was one of those kind of restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the middle, some chain. Uh, like a Ruby Tuesdays or something. And we, had, we talked for like an hour and, you know, I answered some of his questions, he answered some of mine, and I've never talked to him since, really. Um, but my, my joke, I mean, I did a little bit of it the other night uh, for you, but um, I didn't go into this part. It's a question that I had to ask myself. It's because my, my mom was working as a waitress when they met. He was one of our customers. He came in. He was kind of just passing through town, and he and, and they it was I was a one night stand baby. Same. And, so, and I was wondering. I was like, man, how much money did that guy leave as a tip? Yeah. And my mom oh, was just yeah. like, I gotta fuck this guy right now. <laughs> um, and uh, no, I've never asked her, but uh, you know, you should no. te- text but, call her right now. Let's put her on speaker. Hey, how much? You remember the night I was conceived? How much did that guy leave me as a tip? Because this is like 1983. So I feel like you know what would be baller. What I feel like he did. What would be baller is if like. Uh, on the tip line, he just wrote, "See me in the parking lot." Yeah, well, I mean, a tip. Well, they, this is before. It was like before credit cards. Oh probably, yeah, probably. So you just—it was a cash. And I bet, like, uh, my mom worked at a, a barbecue restaurant with like an all-you-can-eat buffet. Like the buffet is like eleven ninety-nine. So if he left a twenty-dollar tip, that's like that's a like that's two hundred percent tip. Yeah. yeah. So she was probably like, "Hell yeah, I'll I'll do this." Um, maybe I don't know, but um. And, you know, that's just kind of funny for me. But I, I should add to this, if anyone in my family ever listens to the podcast, <laughs> that I, I was my, my – the guy who I consider to be my dad, my, my, my stepdad, he, mm-hmm. uh, he adopted me when I was, like, uh, two, and he's been my dad ever since. Um, and he, he's who I consider to be my dad. He's, he raised me. It's he, his money, you know, uh, you know, bought me backpacks and school shoes and stuff like my whole life. Right, so he, right. In my head, he's my dad. So, like, the, you know, the he's who, who I learned to be a man from. Man. Yeah. So, and, uh, how, how ironic that your voice cracks as you say man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope that I, got, got picked up. I out. got through puberty later in life. Uh, <laughs> I started when I was 34. Uh, but yeah, so it, it um, that that whole I thought that I needed more closure on on the whole biological father situation. But when you just realize, like, hey, the guy who was who was there the whole time, that's actually my dad. And I, I don't give a shit. Same about si- same situation, except I wasn't two. I was like seven. Met him when I was like six. Stepdad be- adopted me. All that stuff. Took his last name. All same. that stuff. Took my, took my dad's last name. Yeah, and so like that's why I refer to uh, Mark as my biological father. He's like, I've never met him. You know, he had nothing, no influence. We look identical. Like when I hit him up, he was like, Oh, like we need to do like a paternity test or whatever. Sent him a picture. He sent a picture of himself and he was like, yeah, no, not needed. Yeah. <laughs> that happened to my uncle. He had, um, he had a, a girl show up on his front door when she was like 23. This was like maybe five, six years ago. That's what she I want to happen to me. on her door and was like, Hey, I'm, I'm your daughter. You know, my, my, never mom, mind. my mom knows who you are. Um, you know, she told me this is where you live. I just wanted to come say hi. And um, his wife was like, I want to test. I want to make sure it's like she's not just bullshitting to try to get money. And mom was like, look at her. Look at me. Clearly, that's my <laughs> fucking kid. We look identical. Uh, you know, but that, I, mean, I think that's every dude's pretty much worst nightmare right there. I, don't, like, I feel like... How did you not know for 23 years that you had a kid, you know? And like that's insane. That's... And in a small town, like, you know, somewhere in Kentucky, it seems even more impossible. That's something that I would want to know. Like, I would never, like, let's say I was fucking some chick and I got her pregnant or whatever, like, and she, like, she decided to keep it. Like, I would want to be in that kid's life because it's not like the kid had a choice. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to be like, oh, like, 
No. They eventually got really close, and, and you know it was hard. I'm sure. For I'm a sure. While, but like, as a man, I think if you do learn that you're you're uh, someone's father, you I think you step you to the plate. That, you step up to the plate if you have that opportunity for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my it's weird because my homie he's met his dad a couple times, and but he's like super flaky, and he has like a whole other family, and then like just recently he moved in with his dad, like his mom, like the dude left the other family. And, was, and came to like his mom and they moved in together and then he like went it's like a super fucked situation and right. like I met the guy once because we used to be on the same track team and so like afterwards he like picked us both up and we went and like got like in and out or something and he was just like this thug guy there's Raiders gear all that stuff and like he was like a super cool dude but then like just haven't seen him since it's fucking it's just like it's not yeah. really funny it's just a weird situation I just don't understand how he, like he has kids with other people I don't get how he could be a father to those people but not and just like completely cut the whole other family out I, it, I mean you, you think weird. that you don't know and maybe and you don't and I, I can't conceive that either but like some, maybe the, the relationship with the, the, the mother was really just awful and it's it's less about the kid and more about like I can't stand to be I, I have no idea uh, I, I can't grasp doing like abandoning a, a kid like that and so I don't know how anyone else would but there, there, there are people out there that suck. So. Yeah, yeah. Also, a side note, you said you're from Kentucky. When did you, how, you grew up there? Yeah. yeah. How long ago did you move here? Uh, I moved here in 2007, so this is, this is my, my 12th year from, uh, originally from Owensboro, Kentucky, hometown of Johnny Depp. See. No way. Yeah, it's the only other thing that you should know about that city. I think we have the world's largest sassafras tree too. Uh, <laughs> I think we're one of like six cities that claim to be "quote unquote" the barbecue capital of the world. Um, but you know, there's there's different styles and stuff. But yeah, John, the Johnny Depp thing is pretty interesting. You don't sound like you're from the South. Uh, well, I didn't grow up like in the the country or anything like that. I was still like in a, in a, a big city for Kentucky, which is not even comparable to Los Angeles, but. In the 12 years that I've uh, been here, what little accent I did have uh, slowly uh, went away. When I go back home and I'm around my family or around my friends, and uh, boys cracked at friends that time, uh, <laughs> like I'm around you. my friends and family, if, I, you know, if, I've had, if I've been drinking a little bit, my accent will come out because I'm, I'm mirroring the people that I'm speaking around in, sure. that, in that moment. But the second the plan lands, well, back to plane lands back in Los Angeles, I've Absolutely. So you just just a quick also side note. You uh you said you finished the new uh the Ted Bundy f- uh film that's on Netflix, right? Yeah. The one with Zac Efron. I just finished that last night. That was good. That was I, good. I I enjoyed it. It was a it was an interesting uh narrative. They they dis- or the way they dis- the, decided to to tell it. Uh, as if like he might might be innocent the whole time. Had you somehow been living under a rock and didn't know that he was like, one of the most like notorious murderers of all time, uh, you might watch you know charming little Zac Efron go on uh, or like you know be a part of this movie and not have killed anybody. Yeah. But you know, we all we all know the the real story. So it, it was interesting. They did. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but. Um, they did pretty good. I love how they did like the different lighting for different situations. But the thing that I have a problem with is that the real Ted Bundy, I think he's fucking ugly, dude. I don't know. Um, by maybe by today's standards for sure, because like you know that girl that he was uh, with that ended up she had, he has a kid which he's that talking about biological father fucked up situation. That chick was a mud duck, bro. She is yeah, but back then you know she might have that you know 
Style changes the 70s. She had like the Theo Vaughn haircut. She did look like a female Theo Vaughn with like some uh, Sally Jesse Raphael glasses. <laughs> um, but you know that that was the thing back then. Like my grandmother used to have a ton of pictures of my grandmother from like this uh, late seventies, early eighties. She had those glasses too, which is kind of a horrible thing. But but that's how fucked up is that? That Ted Bundy has like a thirty-three year old daughter out there right now, and. Um, I think her name is Rose, I think, but and I think she even is using the last name Bundy. But uh, she never met the guy who's executed. Um, I thought she never met him. I thought at the end it said that he fathered her from prison. Meaning he 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 knocked up her mom. They had that scene where they were like they were fucking on the coke machine. Yeah. But but wait wait wait. But like fathered from like she, there's visitation and stuff, right? I don't know what what they were using by the term. I think they. I mean, I read that, and I guess my, my brain thought they conceived it while he was in prison because we saw we saw that. But I, I don't know how uh, it's like watching... how much involvement he had in, in fatherhood from from behind bars. I don't know. Um, but just the, the fact that it is uh, that situation is kind of crazy. I mean, that's um, I mean, Kurt Cobain uh, died. He oh yeah, quote, died, uh, killed himself, but. Maybe not. I think I think he I think he was murdered. There, that documentary, uh, Soaked in Bleach, on Netflix, is really interesting. It definitely made me think that he was murdered and not not killed. But he has a daughter who was like super young at the time, and she's grown up her entire life not knowing that her father's like one of the most famous rock stars of all time. Uh, and that might be, I mean, might be that's definitely cooler than knowing that your father is one of the most famous uh, serial killers of all time. In, in the oh world. yeah. Or what's um what's uh fuck Steven Tyler the lead singer of Aerosmith, mm-hmm. uh his daughter what's her Live Live two daughters Live Tyler she didn't even know that he was his dad until like the longest time until her mom brought her to a fucking concert and they were like in the second row watching and she was like what the fuck and she was like she asked her mom like is that my dad she was like and she was like yeah. And it's like that's how she found out by going and seeing him in a concert, and then like I think he went they backstage. Have a good relationship now, yeah, of course they do now, but um, she didn't know for the longest. She didn't even know who her dad was for the longest time. And I can see that being, too. Like you know, you're touring, touring rock star. Uh, I mean, like your your mom was visiting Europe and, and met your dad, and then came back here. And no, no, no. She he was visiting oh, here. Did you see um, you know that uh, the French Seinfeld that guy Gad? Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Sort of an e. He's a he's a French comedian. He's wildly famous in France. He's like the Jerry Seinfeld of France. No. And he, he, he recently moved here and did a special. But that happened to him. And he also has a show. It's called Huge in France. It's very funny. Uh, the Dalia's in it. They filmed some, some scenes from oh, the shit. comedy store. Um, but it's like how I'm trying to come here and like start all over in, as, a, as a comedian in America with like none of the clout that he has from France like following, following him over. Right, right. Um, it's very interesting, but that that's kind of the, the situation that they had. So he has a son here because his, his wife was um, in, in her heyday was traveling, uh, you know, 15 years prior, was traveling in France and kind of hooked up with this famous comedian celebrity, then came home and like had the kid. So he grew up his entire life, I think he's 15 or 16 on the show, didn't know who his dad was, didn't know that he's like this insanely famous uh, comedian overseas. And uh, he decides that he wants to move here and be a part of his son's life. That's fucking uh, kind nuts. Kind of reminded me of what, what you said, but yeah, definitely check that show out if you haven't seen it. I will, absolutely. Huge in France, uh, promoting that on the podcast. Huge. We're sponsored by Netflix. <laughs> I hope so. So there's there's many serial killers out there, and a lot of them like aren't like too, too ugly, uh, like Casey Anthony. Like Back in 08, I had a crush on her. Um, she could kill me any day of the week. 
Nice. How would you how would you have her kill you if you if it was up to you? Oh fuck, that's a good question. Um, she'd be riding me cowgirl style. And Reverse she would, or reg- regular cowgirl? Regular, regular cowgirl, and then she would just slip my throat. Nice. I mean, you would see that coming, but um, I would just let it happen. Hey, I said happen. she could kill me. Man, that'd be that'd be a way to go out, you know. Yeah, a lot of people don't get to get to decide how they die. Most people actually, almost everybody, and uh, I think if you got to pick one, that would be, you know, way better than say uh, falling dude. off a cliff or something. Imagine this. Imagine this. Like you know how every guy's like, oh, dude, like I fuck hard. Like I fuck hard. Like I'm the best or whatever. I fuck like the shit out of her. It's I fuck the shit out of her. Yeah. Common phrase. That yeah. Guys like to say which. What if? What if there was a. By no <laughs> what if there was a way to measure it? What if, like, if your dick is trash, the girl just kills you? That way, every dude that walks around fucks hard. Hmm. Um. I mean, there, there's kind of animals that probably do that, like, uh, or insects too. Like, immediately, don't praying mantises do that as soon as they're done fucking? Oh yeah, they'll the, like the fight to the just, death. They don't fight. I don't think they fight to the death. I think the mom immediately eats the 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 dude as like nourishment to feed the baby. It's like Black Widow does that too. Yeah, it's like, all right, I just fucked you. Now feel free to use my entire body as nourishment and eat. Fuck. Fuck that, dude. Imagine some Tinder skank gets to kill you. Fuck that. I uh, I was working as a lifeguard in college as my first first job, and I did it for like nine years, like all, all the way through high school, all the way through college. And I was leaving my my job one time, and I saw two praying mantises fucking on the back steps of like uh, where the pool. Where the <laughs> and, and I, the only thing I knew about praying mantises was that they, after they're done fucking, the the chick eats the dude. And so I was like, what are the chances that I find them having sex? Like, I'm going to sit here for as long as it takes to watch them stop fucking. I want to watch her eat him. I thought in my head, and this is before um, cell phones had the internet on them. So I called my roommate at the time, and we we still had the internet. We should have on our phone. So he was at home, and I called him, and I was like, hey, man, will you – this is going to sound so stupid, but will you go upstairs to my computer and Google – how long praying mantises have sex for? And he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, I just found two <laughs> fucking, and you know how like one eats the other one afterwards? I was like, I'm trying to watch that, but you know, I'm not going to sit here for, if it's, and it ended up being something like days. Like they, they like, like he just kind of like plants in there and he's, he's there for a long time. And I was like, yeah, I got I got stuff to do. <laughs> I thought about taking, like, putting them in a jar or something to take them and like putting them at home and be like, this is, gonna be a thing i'd like to watch but then i remember there's probably like videos on the internet that i could yeah yeah with the time the time lapse i never googled it don't google that by the way i'm going to i have to google it now i want to i want to see that i've never even googled it but um i just thought you know what are the chances i might get to see this in in person it's it's probably few and far between yeah have you so i was watching planet earth high as fuck or i was watching the new one our planet our planet i actually started that last night it's a good one dude do you watch it high uh i do like to watch those shows really really high yeah Um, that's the only way to watch them that's pretty much the only that like just doc any documentaries anything that i'm like whoa like (laughs) um that's that's what I like to watch high because you don't you don't retain things. There's no point in watching a show with like a, a plot that you need to follow because you just can't. So it's like this. Yeah, is you could, all these pretty colors and stuff. You and, could check out and check in thirty minutes later. Yeah, but um, it feels like thirty minutes. Actually, it was sixty like, seconds. Yeah, <laughs> when you, and you thought it was forever. There's these salamanders. I forget which episode it's on, but there's these salamanders that are like they're kind of big. It doesn't matter. But so like there's only like one female in like the community, and like when it's that season, when it's mating season. 
she gets raped. And so, like, the one salamander will just grab onto her and start fucking her. And then all the other males just know it's like, oh, it's that time. And they'll all try to displace that one male so that they could rape her. It's just this mass, like, 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 and I'm not saying that rape is funny, but I just think that that's funny how salamanders, this type of salamander reproduces is by just this mass gang rape thing. Did they, is there a narrator on that, on that show? Yeah. Do they, it, do they use the word rape? They say like he, he's, he, they're like holding her down and raping her? No, they don't say, they don't, obviously they don't say rape, but that's what it is. They say like, well, the other males try to displace the other males so that they could get a turn. Like they don't say rape. That's just my short, short ass way of saying yeah. it, but that's what it is um, the girl gets tied not tied down but if the narrator was like and uh, as the male salamander rapes the female salamander (laughs) Uh, the only only uh, species other than humans I know that like actively rape or that you've heard about is dolphins right dolphins they rape they rape dolphins will like trap like the three male dolphins will like trap like a female dolphin in like shallow water and like one one dolphin will like rape her while the other two dolphins are like out getting food for that guy and he's like hey man you need more energy for the raping that you're doing and then they'll take turns and then that guy will go out and get food for that dolphin while he's raping <laughs> I mean yeah laugh but uh, also that's fucking horrible no I'm just, I'm just dolphins. picturing I'm just picturing like like the way you described it, I'm just picturing like two people be like, "Hey, dude, let's go to Taco Bell while our homie rapes this chick, so we yeah, can we, fuel we him gotta, up." We gotta fuel let's him up. That, that more, party pack. More rape. Um, yeah. We I, do not. We don't condone rape. Neither of us condone rape. Like we think that there's I funny mean, aspects to things like when animals rape each other. But I it's just like condone the overall enjoyment of dolphins after after uh, learning learning that information. Uh, I had, dolphins I didn't, are fucking assholes. I think they rape and murder. They're the only other species. I they kill. I think they kill. Yeah. I mean, they're smart. For no reason? Um, well, like, I'm sure there's a reason, but, like, I don't know what it is. Cause I don't, but, like, the fact that you do it at all, it's like, you didn't want to, couldn't have a conversation about it. <laughs> you, have to kill, you have to kill your, your homie? You know, they, I think I think dolphins also masturbate, don't they? Uh, I don't know. I've heard that. Or it was monkeys. Well, they, humans, humans. That's all monkeys do is just masturbate. Don't. That's funny, though, but, like. The humans are so like advanced, but like, yeah, you don't see bears raping other bears or anything. They're always just eating. Um, have you seen that movie called The Lobster? No. It's Colin Farrell, and basically the premise is uh, you go to the. Everybody has to be in a relationship in society, and if you uh, exit a relationship, you have to go to this hotel and have to find a mate with like some of the others with all the other single people. And if you don't get a mate within a two week or whatever allotted period of time, is you are turned into an animal of your choice. So basically, it makes you think about what animal you would be if you had to be like, reincarnated in an animal. And I, uh, funny that you brought up a bear because I picked, uh, I picked that would, that would be a bear. A bear would be would be dope um you can't eat bears i google this already like their, their meat is too like a game meat it's not very good it's, it's chewy no one you don't eat bear so yeah if, if you hunt bear you're a fucking asshole like you just want to stuff the skin bear yeah so basically no one does and like no one's really trying to hurt bears they sleep most of the time they're kind of like cool they're cuddly especially those like fluffy ones they just yeah. sit there like who wouldn't want to be a bear i don't think i think they're like the, that'd be like the dopest animal to be i think lions are cool too but people giraffes i mean Lions got a, like, I think they got a rough life. I think people are out to get because they're like they're on top and they want to be, uh, you know, people want to. If you're on the top, the only place for you to go is down. 
Uh, I think a bear to me is like Australia. They're like a country that just no one fucks with. They're Nobody cares. Anymore. Nobody cares. They're down there chilling. No one's going to war with Australia. <laughs> down there chilling. Down yeah. under. Down under chilling. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, uh, yeah. If Actually, you are looking for a podcast to compare compare bears to Australia. Look no further. This is the one. I would be a kangaroo. Um, some of those. Motherfuckers are jacked, dude. Have you seen that? That's like, what I'm saying. That's me, bro. They like, I don't know. Um, I'm not like that at all. But I think that it's dope how they like use their tail to push forward, and like they could kick through a concrete wall. That's how strong their kicks are. So like when you get kicked by a fucking like kangaroo when they bounce off their tail and like they kick you, like you could die. Yeah, but like I don't know. It might be <laughs> cool to be a kangaroo. I don't know if I haven't looked it up and. If, if people eat hang- kangaroos or if they're hunting no, they like, don't. What are they, what are they, what's their point what do they do it's like they just hop around they're just like different shaped deer maybe I don't know no people eat deer so they're not like deer I don't at think all. they're like deer at all they're marsupials yeah is there any other marsupials that, that are like what's some other possums Marsu- fuck possums <laughs> have you seen have you ever seen a possum in real life you grew yeah up no life? shit really I don't know if they're you've never life. seen a possum yeah because I, I, I grew up in Kentucky I saw them all the fucking time baby possums are cute sure grown ass possums disgusting dude my my best friend's uh, dog would bring them up to the like, in the driveway like a lot of dead ones not, well they'd be like half dead because he'd like have them in his mouth he'd probably be chewing on for a little bit we'd be like hey look what I brought up a possum and it wouldn't be able to walk or anything because he'd be injured from the dog so my yeah. friend would have to like put him out of his misery oh fuck we did that all the time my uh um, twice I used to work at PetSmart and this guy actually had two baby possums as a pet and like Jesus. so I would literally watch him I would feed him crickets I have videos of me feeding this dude's fucking one of them was called like peaches I don't remember what the oh. other one was called yeah so like he, they would just hop on you and so like I became friends with a possum it was pretty cool have you ever seen in real life a fox yes I saw one walking down my street like here uh, in LA here right here in West Hollywood just like a fox and uh, I told I like, told a friend of mine I was like I saw a fox he's like are you sure it wasn't like a dog I'm like no close your eyes right now <laughs> and that just like describe to yourself using your brain what you think a fox looks like you got it you got that picture in your head yeah. that's what it fucking looked like it was a fox there's no way to be like oh it might be a pet. no it was a fox and I saw one in my neighborhood so I've never seen a fox in my entire life maybe like at the zoo oh man but uh yeah that's that's uh day in the life of Los Angeles might see a fox come here come visit here you might see a fox all right. Well, we're we're reaching that point where we gotta we gotta wrap it up under the hour. Is there any closing anything you have written down that you wanted to, to close out on or talk about? Um. Did we finish? Did we finish the thoughts on Instagram? I guess, mostly I just transition into a page all about uh, doing work memes, and that's how I continue to grow my followers. But um, I thought we were talking about flappers. Um. Uh, yeah. I think. I mean. I think I'm. I got it, unless there's anything else that you want to ask. Okay, so just a quick, just to end it on something super positive, I just want to ask you, who do you think the most badass serial killer of all time is? Something positive, you know. Badass? I don't know. I mean, we were just talking about Ted Bundy. He was, he, uh, he, he knowingly killed, or that they know of, he killed 30 people, 30 women. And I don't think that's badass because, like, if you're going to be a killer, you, go, you better kill a dude in there, dude. I don't know if it's badass or not, but I think, like, I, the thing about the, the that I thought was so interesting is because he was he killed a couple girls in a sorority house or whatever, 
and the news was there the next day and they were like interviewing the, the some of the survivors and they thought he was so like good looking and charming that they the interview was like uh, so what do you think of this whole situation? They were like, I hope I'm not next. He he he! Like they wanted to be <laughs> killed by this guy. They they thought he was so hot. They were like, I hope he breaks in again, and I hope this time he chooses me to to murder. That's how. That's that's crazy to me that they they like they were so attracted to him and that they were like stoked to, at the possibility of maybe getting killed by this guy. I'm not saying that makes him the most badass serial killer, but it is. Unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, because you look at somebody like Charlie Manson or somebody like uh, Ted Cruz, those guys are fucking horrible looking. Like, yeah. No, no one's hoping those guys rape and murder them for sure. <laughs> I think that's the best way to end it. This has been uh, Aaron Jarbo, uh, episode 23. You can find his page, Stupid Resumes, uh, stupid and then resumes. If you don't know how to spell resume, you probably work at McDonald's because you never had to do one. Um, and your your resume would probably end up on the page itself. They require resumes, I think. And Mickey D's? I don't know. <laughs>